Welcome to Ride Along Chronicles. I'm Vicki. I'm Tina. And I'm Sally. We are three great friends who created our own support system as we raise our families in the challenging first responder lifestyle. Our confidential guests will share their stories in this safe space that didn't exist for us. So ride along with us as we chronicle lessons learned and provide helpful resources to keep Leo families in the front seat. So welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, so I guess we can start with where is Melissa, you know, from and where she kind of got to this career and and kind of start us from that beginning journey as an adult. Well, uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> however you want to tell us. I'm originally born uh, in um, the Bay Area, California, okay. and um, I bounced around for a bit. I moved like all over the country for a while. Um, well, I say all over the country, but both coasts, um, and then <clears throat> landed in the South. And um, it's always funny when people ask me, like, well, how'd you get into law enforcement? And I'm like, not because I wanted to. <laughs> so, really? Well, because you, you, I don't know if anybody's ever asked you a question, you feel like your question isn't as glamorous as... You should have this good story. Right. I don't, so my story basically is when people say, oh, you know you want to be in law enforcement since you were a kid? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and uh, I used to lie, though, and say I did, but that wasn't true. So then I just started telling people the truth, and they're like, well, how did you get into law enforcement? I said I needed a job oh, after I graduated yeah. from college. I mean, that's that's what it is. But, um, but I think part of it was my personality, too, because I think a lot of people in the first responder world have a certain personality, too. Like, oh, yeah. you always naturally like helping yeah. people. And I've kind of always been that person even before law enforcement. Okay. Um, but I did need a job. So um, went to college, majored in criminal justice. Okay. Um, and then I applied and they hired me. And I was like... <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> um, and they were like, yeah. And I'm like, for real? Like, okay. You want me? Yeah. So I was like, all right, so here we are. And Academy was great. Obviously not being in it. It wasn't great. <laughs> I was, like, was yeah. going to ask you where you went that I didn't go because yeah, it was so not always easy. It was hard. Yeah. It was definitely hard, but I enjoyed it. Like when I look back on it, like it was fun. I had made great relationships with people that I still talk to till this day. And I was fortunate because the agency I worked for ran their own academy. Oh, nice. So it was just us. So oh, that was nice. That is really nice. So I came out with like 19 other friends, like immediate yep. friends. Um, so that was nice. And then, you know, then you hit the street and you're like, this is not what they teach you in academy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it is like nursing school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you do all the little cute, safe, controlled yes. environment stuff. Yes. And then next thing you know, you're like, Y'all never, I never read about this patient <laughs> no. in the book. They pull your <laughs> hair? <laughs> <laughs> they call you names? What? I didn't sign up for this. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> but it was nice because it was kind of like a trial by fire kind of thing because the area that I worked was really busy and it demanded a lot from you immediately. So, um, <clears throat> so I was very lucky and I was very lucky to be with the officers I was with at that time. So I learned a lot quick. Yeah. Um, Sounds like so it was great, you know, it was fun, but you know, obviously you learn things because the way I policed later in life is not how I started off policing <laughs> because, you know, it's about like ego and stuff yes. like that. And when you're young and you feel like you're invincible, 
there's just things you don't think about, you know, and yeah. you're not responsible for a whole bunch back then and or to anybody. I, I was single. I was just kind of doing my thing. And when I look back, I'm like, why were you talking to people like that? <laughs> You know, and I don't know if other people are that, like, retrospective about stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But because you grow and you should mature yeah. and you shouldn't be talking to people like the same way the middle or the end of your career that you were talking to people right. at the beginning. Like, you should be able to look back and you shouldn't act like you've done everything perfect. We all know those people. I think it's called like we maybe got a little humbled and grew up a little bit yeah. along the way. Yeah. And it's, and it's nice to look back and to tell somebody younger than you, no matter what your uh you know, no matter what industry you work in, is to be like, hey, <laughs> I know there's this temptation to be this way, but that's not going to get you anywhere. No. Yeah. You know, and it, and to tell your own story because none of us are perfect. Right? Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing. And if you act like you're perfect, when you fall, you fall hard. I've you seen may it. fall alone. Yeah, exactly. I've, and I've seen it. But when you admit your mistakes and you admit you're a human being along the way, we can look at each other and be like, Shh, girl, I've been there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. And you say girl because I also do think being in a male-oriented career, mm. we are females tend to be more retrospective quicker mm. sometimes and maybe quicker to try to remedy situations and therefore learn a little faster sometimes, I especially agree. when it comes to ego or, or my place here and mm -hmm. what do I have to show and what do I have to do? Mm -hmm. Did you come across a lot of, you know, difficulties or a lot of that machismo sometimes in your early career? So what's funny is, so I did in my early career, but it wasn't with the people I worked, like my peers. Oh. It was more from the supervisor level. Yeah. Like I had a couple of, I say, you know, older supervisors who were around when women first came into law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And so some of them still had that thing of, well, you shouldn't be here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had that thing of, you don't know who I am. <laughs> and okay. I'm yep. here, so deal with it. Right. So it was great. I mean, the guys I worked with were great, you know, but you get, some of you get little sistered, if right. you will. So it's like, you do know I went through the same academy you went through. <laughs> and we <laughs> like, passed together. You know, and I, I, appre I appreciate you wanting to protect me but let me do my job too. I've had that to where I've had to tell some of my male coworkers like, Hey, I got it. I got it. Like I appreciate it. Like I got it. So, and as far as people on the street, I, I would get it sometimes. Occasionally I would run into it like on a call, you know, different cultures see women different ways. And, you know, here yeah. in America, mm -hmm. you know, we're, you know, women are in law enforcement and other um, you know, very visible or what would normally seen as like a male dominated position. Absolutely. We do that here. And I, I had mm -hmm. to tell a gentleman at one point, uh, sir, <laughs> not to be rude, but we kind of do things differently here. Like you, stop because he, he kept he didn't want to look at me. He kept mm, blading his culture. body and stuff like that. And I did the dance for a little bit, but then I got tired of it and I, I popped off because I got irritated <laughs> and I said, hey understand this i didn't just show up at your house because oh. i was bored like i got called here and i said this is my circus i'm the ringmaster mm -hmm. so once i arrive all this other stuff stops i don't care what your cultural beliefs are but i'm here now you can go back to that when i leave but i'm trying to take care of this report i had to learn that you know kind of early but at the same time it's like you have to know when to pull that and when not i worked with some females that would go over the top all the time like real aggressive real yeah something and it's like to prove. nobody's out to get you 
Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's just, it's kind of ebb and flow when you're talking to somebody and you should be able to zig and zag. It's no different than working with a, you know, I don't want to say like a partner that you ride with, but somebody that you're used to working around, you know, you just kind of vibe off of each other and everything doesn't have to be so you're disrespecting me. I'm like, are they, or did you just feel that you, you came on that way? Like it's really not that serious. Mm. And most of it's laughable anyway. It is. Did things change? Because, you know, a lot of females in this profession choose never to date, you know, other <laughs> in law enforcement. Yeah. Others choose to date outside or sometimes it happens naturally. Yeah. Um, so kind of. What so happened? <clears throat> I never dated anybody in law enforcement um, because my thing is, I'm like, I, I know what this life is like. I don't. Mm-mm. And plus, I wanted something different to talk about because I didn't want to get into where he's looking at me like, you know, I do that, right? <laughs> like that's well, it could bury the power struggle. At it, home could, and, it could be a power struggle. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? know, and I, I, I ran into the thing of if I mentioned to a guy what I did, I would get one or two reactions, which guys are so, I mean, I love y'all, but get it together, especially <laughs> yeah. you young ones. Like, I'm just, as word of advice, get it together. <laughs> It's either, oh, you can handcuff me anytime. So they take the they take the sexual approach, mm-hmm. you know, or you like handcuffs, don't you? Mm. Or it was, oh, I can't mess with you. Okay, well, I wasn't that interested in you anyway. <laughs> so we're good. Thank you. <laughs> Move and, on. And you know, I, I I worked with a lot of people, male and female, who wouldn't tell people what they did for a living. Mm-hmm. I would do that just to run guys off half the time. They say it's a good filtering tool. It was. It, it definitely was. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Because if that bothers you, I I don't know what to do with that. Like, I had a couple of guys basically tell me without saying it directly, but they felt that my job was more masculine than theirs because they had a desk job. I said, but you have a job. You're being a responsible person. You're taking yep. care of your bills and whatever other responsibilities you may have, be it family or whatever, but me being in law enforcement bothers you. Like, I can't help you with that. So I didn't date for a long time in law enforcement because it was just too hard. It was just, it was too hard. And I was like, I don't really want to go through the nonsense of it. So I am all set, you know? So I just kind of stayed away as long as I could. And when did that change? Oh, Lord. So I was minding my business. (laughs) Oh, when you're starting with that, I'm not sure. I was minding my business. (laughs) So I did, so I, I, I am betrothed if you will and um we actually met on the job and not looking for anything like honestly not looking for anything and um so it just kind of developed and I laugh because (laughs) on our anniversary you know we'll wake up and say happy anniversary and I pretty much say the same thing of I don't know how you got here, but you're here. I laugh because I, you know, I'm like, this is not the person I pictured, even characteristics, because my want list was so different. But then when you look at what you need out of companionship, it looks very different than what you want. Oh, yes. You know, and, and sometimes even physically what you need looks different than, you know, a lot of people say their type. A lot of people have a type. But if you look at who they're with, that's not their type. Like, and I'm not saying that to be negative, but, uh, you know, like you said, it's an ideal type of thing. I know what my ideal, but my husband looks nothing like that. that. Those that married their ideal, and and depending on the age, too, Mm -hmm. you know, how young, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's harder, or they look back later and realize, 
well, maybe I didn't need that, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I was looking, or maybe I stuck it out too long, or mm -hmm. I, I jumped in too quick because there wasn't enough time or growth to realize what do I really need in a partner, mm -hmm. right? Versus what does it need to be and what do I want it to be so bad, that ideal. Um, Absolutely. So I, I mean, when I, you're younger, you have no idea what you need right. in a partner. You just think, no. hey, he's, he's got it going on he's over cute. there. He's yeah. cute. He's got a job. Mm -hmm. He's got a nice car. See some muscles. Like, yeah. <laughs> We've got some potential here. I can dress him well. See, that's <laughs> the problem is the potential part. Oh, because yeah. I, I feel like as females, that we want to fix everybody. Potential is cute, mm -hmm. but you got to potential yourself, sweetheart. <laughs> like, I, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had to, I was dating a guy one time and I said, you're going through some things we need to break now because mm -hmm. you need to find whatever it is you need, because I don't want to go on this journey with you. And then when you get to the end of the road, yeah. I don't I'm I don't fit in that picture anymore. Right. Go figure that out by yourself. Right. Wow. Don't drag me through the mud. How did you know that, though? Oh, my gosh. So young. Yeah. Do so you think that just was innate for you is something you learned or do you actually remember going back purposely like trying to figure out what to do with that um I think it was one of those things you ever like go back and forth with somebody for a while and on again off again yes. and it's like okay I I don't want to be the yo-yo anymore I don't want to do this taking myself out of the equation yeah exactly because it's not me you know it was really a situation where it wasn't me you go do you and then, then if we're meant to be we're meant to be we weren't but it's fine sure. we're friends now how did it get to where he said yes, you know, that this, this being you, the, being this law enforcement career and being who you are at that stage, how did he came, come to term with it, you know, or how, I should say, how comfortable was he that you were in law enforcement? See, I think I was very lucky because I was already in law enforcement when we met. Right. Um, and I used to go back and forth, like, is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? Should he have known me before? And then we could have eased into this together. But that's all he knew of me. And luckily for me, he was very confident in who he was then and who he is now. So that's never that's never been an issue for him. People ask him that, though. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, well, how do you feel? Well, obviously he would worry because any, it doesn't matter. But any spouse worries. This is what I'm a, saying. As a Leo wife, yeah. we worried. Yeah. Like, we had no idea. Yeah. I mean, everybody worries. Your friends, yeah. your family. It I doesn't mean, matter. Your dog, your cat. Like, everybody worries. So... Mm -hmm. But we never, we never had that issue um, at all. Like he, he knew what the job was, and I was lucky too because he also knew some of the other officers that I worked with. Hmm. And so even coming into that friend circle wasn't weird because even as a female law enforcement officer, you tend to have more male friends than you oh, do yes. female friends. That was never a problem for him because he knew everybody. Like my close circle would, re, you know, would respond to his area as well. So when we would end up going out and we finally started dating, we ended up, he, he knew everybody and everybody knew him. So it was really, it was, wow. it was comfortable and it was nice. It was interesting just being in a relationship where the person you're dating is not in law enforcement and trying to find that line, like that, the, the role of the relationship line. We've, we've been in situations to where I would go into law enforcement mode. Yes. And almost like push him back. Like I got this. And he's like, woman, I got this. And we're like pushing each other. Like, no, I do. No, I do. No, I do. Go first, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And oh, then wow. so just situations like that. And I'm just like, oh. You know, even with my guy friends. I was out with a guy friend one time. 
and almost got into it with somebody because this drunk guy was being very disrespectful. I went into law enforcement mode and I ended up apologizing to my buddy, actually, um, because when we got in the car and just to set the scene, we were we were at a, a gay bar and we were talking to some some guys outside and it was fun and we were having a great conversation this drunk guy just totally comes over messes up the vibe and was very disrespectful mm. and i jump into protector mode and i actually stepped in front of my buddy oh. who's another cop he he was he's not a he cop but he's huh? former military oh, okay. he's, he handle he's in the medical field too um but he's former military he was military police oh and i stepped in front of him to tell this guy get your behind out of here or it's going to be a problem. Because in my brain, I've already gone through like the, you know, like the Robert Downey Jr., like Sherlock Holmes. Like if he does this, I'm going to do this. I'm already doing that. You're in that mode. So we got in the car and I looked at my buddy and I apologize. I didn't allow you to be the man in the situation. And I said, I apologize for that. That was just something I felt as soon as we got in the car. And we kind of talked about it. You know, and I said, I shouldn't have done that. Like that either should have been something we did together, but I should not have automatically assumed anything either. You know, so it's kind of hard, like when you're out with your guy friends or even your significant other. And it's like, well, when am I the girlfriend or the wife? And when am I the law enforcement officer to step in? Like once I actually leave you. So you it's it's hard to figure out. Yeah, Yeah, that must be really hard for female officers to have to deal with this. Yeah. I would imagine daily basis. I legit handed one of our kids to my husband one time. <laughs> it was like to a, go take care of something. A right? fight that broke out, and I'm like, "What is happening?" I'm trying to like hand him the baby, and he's pushing the baby back. That was the no. I'm doing it. No, I'm doing it. That was that situation. Wow. Oh my god! And we I laughed about it. it, and I was like, "Let's get our kids and go home." <laughs> this clearly means we're not. We don't need to be here. Yes, we're not doing anything with our kids. You know, but you're right. Like trying to find that balance, it is hard because it's you're, like you're drawn to be that protector. Yeah, by yeah. training. Yeah. And so, and how did he take it? Because obviously, like you said, later on, it's you kind of laugh at it and you see it. But mm-hmm. but as you're, you know, start you know back in the flow, you're married. You know, prior children. You know, he's doing mm-hmm. his thing, and as you're establishing a home together and mm-hmm. rules and life. How does he get to a place where you're not always, you know, Melissa the cop Mm -hmm. in that mode, bringing stuff home and directing everything, and you're actually a wife and a woman? Um, Have you ever had a time where you realized, like, that was hard for him to see or balance that for you? So you know what happened with us, though? We We had a conversation, I'd say probably within the first seven months of us dating, where I noticed something. Hmm. I noticed that he was raised by a single mom. So in his world, he's used to women making decisions. So he was raised by a single mom who was raised by a single mom, right? So strong women. Right, and so here I come, right? And like I said, I'm a control freak. But not, I'm not rude and disrespectful. It's just like, if we go on a trip, just- It was probably comfortable for him. Right, too comfortable. And we had a conversation about it. And I I said, listen, I have to be officer so-and-so for 10 to 12 hours a day. When I come home, I don't want to do that. Like, I, you know, I want us to fall in traditional male and female roles. Like, that's exactly what I told them. Like, you take out the trash as much as I hate to cook. I mean, I'll throw something together. I know how to order you something. But um, (laughs) let's just do that. Like, I don't want to make a decision about dinner when I come home. I've been making decisions for other people all day, and it's draining. Mm -hmm. I just want to, whatever you want to eat, unless it's something you know I don't like, let's just go. 
you know, and so we, we got more in depth in that conversation, obviously about other things. And it was like, after that, like the ship was corrected after that. Wow. And he was like, well, I never thought about it like that. You know, cause like he said, he's like, I am so used to, and not to the right. point where like, he's um what's the word i'm looking for like a pushover or anything like that he just was used to waiting like you for said, you to make a decision yeah together and, or, I'm, or, and i'm like i don't want to and once i told him that he's like okay cool boom yeah i and can imagine like you know just you two being female officers like it must be hard to find a time to be you know fem feminine or just a girl you know or like, like a princess and, and you want to be a princess at some point even though you carry this authority mm -hmm you know that it must be hard to ask for or at least get without asking for it oh it's wow. interesting but nothing says we have to be in this profession and be right. a man no right I, we no. can definitely that part right still there. be a woman 100 percent. and i think so <clears throat> you know i learned that early i had a great teacher when i was in high school who told me like you can like even in male dominated areas because she worked she came from the military mm -hmm. and it was just like she says, you can still be feminine. Mm -hmm. Like you can have a little curl to your hair or mm -hmm. wear, you know, earrings or just a little mm -hmm. bit of makeup, mm -hmm. not just all zhuzh, <laughs> but just a little bit. She says, you can still be a woman in these areas. So that I always like stuck with that kind of thing. And I think what I see sometimes with like younger females is, and I've done it, like we come into it and it's like, well, I'm one of the guys. Mm -hmm. Honey, no, you ain't. Mm -mm. You are not one of the guys. I'm sorry to tell you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find out you're not one of the guys yeah. when you find out you were locker room talk. Yes. I was oh. in the military in a male-dominated area. Mm -hmm. It was one of 50 women or 100 women army-wide in this job. Mm. And there's definitely times like, yeah, don't go in the day room. There's stuff going on in there. Mm -hmm. You. No, you're mm -hmm. not allowed. And you when that happens, you know you're different. Like right. that right off the bat, right. telling me I yeah. can't go somewhere that I, yeah. my partner can go. Right. Like so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's you're not one of the guys. Mm -mm. You don't you, ever. Because, <laughs> just to, to be honest, sure, they will screw you as fast as they get a chance to. Yeah. You know and what I mean? If you do it, you get that reputation. Yeah. And one hundred percent. And so, and I think <clears throat> you know, we have to. I tell you, be who you're going to be. It's fine. If you're the girly girl with the makeup and the eyelashes, do it. Like, I don't have a problem with that. If you're more like a tomboy or you're just, you know, you just want to be you, like, do that. Like, you don't have to come in trying to. They should accept you because we wear the same uniform and we're here to do the same job. And you did the same thing to get that job. Exactly. And so, but don't try to be one of them. Okay. And I also tell, I, I tell female officers, again, Get pregnant and find out how much you're not one of the guys mm -hmm. real quick. Even if you are married to law enforcement, yep. things are different because you're going to be tight when you're out on maternity leave or you go back to work and <laughs> he's taking all these extra jobs or doing this special assignment because when you're out on maternity leave or light duty and all that other stuff, things slow down for you a little yes, bit too. Do. So now you have to try to play catch up because essentially between a pregnancy and um and maternity leave, that's that year that you haven't been full duty, Yep. Yeah. you know? And so in that time, your significant other, if they're in law, law enforcement, could have gotten promoted, gone yep. to a different section. Now you're playing catch up. And then let's be honest, you know, I try to tell these younger females this too, understand this so that you're not beating your head up against the wall <laughs> later. The child rearing will fall mostly on you. I don't care yes. how equal 
things are in your relationship, it just does, especially in the younger years, because the kids need, they need you, they need mom, yes, just yes. differently than they need dad. Absolutely. And you know? they seek you out. It they just, do. Uh, even if they you're do. trying to be equal, it, mm -hmm. something just happens, they seek you out. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't hide from them sometimes. You can't, I mean, my, my husband's great. Like, don't tell him I said that though, but my husband's great. And I mean, we, we split a lot of the duties, but it's just, you know, just the little things, yes. the appointments and, the, you know, your kid's social calendar gets better than yours <laughs> or more busy, I should say, than yours. The science projects, you yes, know, and you the know, homework four hours before they're due, you know, right, checking homework. A lot of that falls on us. Even, you know, when they're involved, it just happens. I think part of it is just our natural personalities and things like that and being a nurturer. And like you said, the kids gravitate because, you know, kids will walk right past their father. <laughs> to come and wake you up and ask you a question. I'm like, I'm sorry, isn't Dad your daddy up front? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? My eyes were closed. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Apparently so, they didn't see that. You know, so I, I try to like, I try to, t cause I, not that I got frustrated with it, but you know what, actually I did get frustrated uh, with that, with in, in our relationship. Because nobody really had that conversation with me. So I try to have that conversation with female officers early. Like, rather you want to have kids or not, I'm just letting you know this is what the deal is. So you're not surprised. And I remember being mad at my husband one time. And I was like, why am I so angry at him? Like, what did he do to me that I'm so mad at him? And then it clicked. That's, that's what it was. It's like, I'm having to do all this. And not that I'm having to do, it's just that realization of, most of this falls on My the mom. Shoulders. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? And it's not anything he was doing wrong. It was just at that time when they're tiny, like that two and under phase, all they want is you. Yes. And I, I nursed, so all they want is you. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, I, and sometimes I think that's, uh, if you do nurse them, and especially into the one year, they don't even think anything different. You mm -hmm. are their safe place because you've done one of the most intimate things you could do with your child. Mm -hmm. And that bonding happens so early that mm -hmm. dad is can be in front of you, like you said, and it's well, that's cool, but not what they want. Something specific from mom. They're like uh, a boob is out. I cannot talk to you. Yes, sir. I just try to share that because, like I said, nobody shared that with me. And like females and law enforcement, we can be really nasty to each other. Like mm -hmm. that's something I quite haven't figured out yet. Like why we're why? so mean. I don't know if it was like that in the military too, but a bit. But yeah. nursing is known for eating each other up a lot, like, of, lot of like, estrogen oh gosh mm -hmm. the clicks and the cat fighting oh yeah uh it's yeah terrible i and I, I don't know why we do that to I each other I don't like know. it's so ridiculous and why we like have to some of us that don't want any of that energy and yet you get you get around it's like how, why are you bringing it on here it's crazy i just find that people and this goes for the males too and i i would this only goes so far and then you just get frustrated with people, but I would try to tell myself to bring myself down. If you have to come to work and be like that, something's going wrong at home. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have this, you don't get to exert this type of control at home, so you yeah. bring it here. Like that person is extra bossy at work yeah. or just as mean for no reason. It's like, right. do you need a hug? <laughs> like, I don't, what, baby, let's you talk. You just need somebody to listen to you. Yeah, like what minute? is going right. on? Or, or maybe their significant other is very domineering. And they don't get to express who they are, which is yeah. sad. But don't come, don't come at me with it. Yeah. Like I don't deserve that, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So yeah, it's just like we don't take each other in very well. Which I was very lucky. Well, so at my first apartment, 
um, the, none of the girls took me in, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, not even, like, big hey. sister, stay away from this one, don't do that, let me show you the ropes, if you, none of that. Wow. So I was kind of left to my own devices, and then when the guys come and help you, then you know what that story is, then oh, you're sleeping you with together. them. Yes. Yep. Right, and I, I legit had an older female officer. I always say older, but a veteran at that time, female officer, like look me up and down with another female standing next to her and was like, Psh, look at her, she's skinny and cute, and just walked away. Wow. I got no like didn't even know you. Didn't nothing, even- nothing, and I I actually didn't even make friends at my department for a long time. Just because I'm like, I'm not like these people. But then I found my people. And I was like, oh, there are people here like me. This Mm -hmm. is great. You know, a little nerdy, a little silly. Like, Mm -hmm. this is great. But, you know, and and then I was mean to a female that came to our shift. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's the treatment that I got. And I was like, I don't want her around here. And then you become territorial. Like, these are my guys. Right. What does that mean? When did you recognize that? (sighs) Like, that I was being an asshole? Yeah. After me and her became friends. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so you, you treated She's her like that. She's a good friend if she stuck it out yeah. with you. We talk like twice a week. <laughs> and we, But we talk about that. We acknowledge that. I used to, like, to the point where I used to avoid going on calls with her. Like, that's how, like, what a jerk like, I was about wow. it. Right? Wow. And then we ended up on a call together one day. And I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to her. And then we ended up talking. And I was like... This is weird. This is like talking to myself. <laughs> so, like, almost from that point on, me and her were kind of inseparable. It's not amazing, though. Like, I mean, we've been involved in each other's weddings, and we've had babies, like, tough times, like, all this stuff. Like I said, we talk, like, twice a week and stuff like that. But, you know, and I, I share that, too, because I, I tell people, like, I, I don't know why. I, don't, I did it because that was That's the treatment what, that I got. I was going to say, you didn't know any what different. What you do is what was done to you. Yeah. And, but then it, it feels yucky right. after a while. It, like it feels when you, ingenuine. Yeah. Disingenuous. And again, when I was saying earlier, like, as you get older, things <laughs> shift. So, you know, when you're in your 20s, it's like, it's about me. Like, I don't have time right. for you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, right. You know, but then later it's like, wow, like, why would you do that to somebody? And then, too, you realize, I think as we get older, too, like we realize how much we really need each other. Um, at least I think females tend to be more open to that because we tend to be more emotional, emotional, excuse me. And we're more like, you know, you have that one girlfriend that you'll just cry all over and you tell them all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And guys, you know, guys have their people, but they're not as vocal as we tend to be. Nope. And so when they say like it takes a village to raise a child, like I really think it takes a village to raise people, period. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all. But I feel like the older that the older I've gotten, the more I rely on people. people. Yes. Yeah. You know. Maturity. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't always feel it, but thank you. <laughs> well, did you. Well, it's called adulting. That's oh. a, I think sometimes a lot harder than being a child. So hard. You know, and they think they have it bad. But when you kind of realize that, that you said, I'm going to use your words, an asshole. And now you're, she's like your best friend and, and you realized it. Did you change it for the next one? Or did you find yourself letting kind of everybody learn on their own like you did and figure it out? So, uh, well, I don't remember. I, at, at, my, at that department, 
I just stuck to her. I was like, look, I've let one in. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> this is a stretch. Okay. Now, when I transferred departments, because I, I ended up moving states, I transferred departments, and I, my, the first department I was at, not so much. Like, it, it wasn't me. Like, I wanted to, but they weren't inviting. And then the next one, they were more inviting but I did the thing of I let somebody's reputation precede them and I didn't get to know them mm. and I pushed them away a lot. It was a female officer that like came in like, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. And I was like, I don't heard about you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna stay away from you. And me and her, we're, we're great friends. Like she's another one. Like she's my go. She's one of my go-to people. But, and we talk about it and I've told her that I said, I let your reputation, you know, and I, I hate that I did that, but sometimes it is about timing sure. also. Mm -hmm. She's a great person. I said, once you, I tell people, once you get to know her, you know, and some people act a certain way for a reason. You have to take the time to get to know somebody. Absolutely. And when you hear people's story, it's like, I'd be like that too. Okay, mm -hmm. so got she it. She probably got burned really bad mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. Well, and just so maybe even something said about her that wasn't true. Mm hmm. And then you, you play up to it or yeah. you, you act to it. Well, hers was like just her upbringing and her background. And when you hear her story, it's like, wow. <laughs> Sometimes you probably go, I'm surprised she came out the way she did. 100%. Sometimes because of their stories. Like she's just, and, and 100%. And I love all the things she's currently doing too because of it. So I like to share her story with people wow. because I think th I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like that to, to, for you to be where you are considering where you came from kind of thing. And so I think what helped is we got to know each other because we were both on light duty together because we were both pregnant at the same time. Oh, wow. So, so you, you had know. a confidant during that because I was going to ask. That she, had to be yeah. different. She was ahead of me, though. I think that's what helped, though, is us being in that same space so that's something that we could share together. We had to get to know that each other. That doesn't happen all the time, though. No, it doesn't. You know, to have actually at the same time that you're pregnant, mm -hmm. having somebody else that's either paved the way or at least in there with you mm -hmm. um, in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get treated differently, even with a confidant with you um, or another person? So light duty just sucks overall. You know, just being like the first time I was pregnant, it was OK. It was just the light duty part that bothered me. Not I didn't get treated differently because I was pregnant, per se. But you get on light duty, people forget who you are yes. half the time. It's like you can go from being in a uniform one day, whether it's a back injury, knee injury, or a pregnancy, and then you're stuck somewhere away from your squad. You're not going to roll calls or briefings with them and stuff like that. So just that vibe that you had with other people kind of goes away. And it's like, okay. You know, and then the second time I was pregnant, again, well – that's when I felt like that treatment was a little bit different. Like people act like the bigger my stomach got, like the smaller my knowledge and experience got. <laughs> it's amazing. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know if that happens in like the medical world at all, but it's just like, I'm sorry. What? Like I yeah. had rookies say crazy things to me and I'm just like, like you're incapable of making decisions or thinking. You deeply. got mom brain so bad. You can't function. As you know a, what I mean? Or, well, why can't you do because I'm wider than all outsides and I can't go talk to a suspect. Like that's why I'm not, I'm not blowing off this right. report because I don't want to do it. There's plenty that come in on phone reports. If right. you've ever done phone reports, there's plenty that come in, 
But it's like, are you kidding me right now? So that's the part that just kind of irritates me about that. And, um, you know, you're growing a person. Like, let's not forget that part. (laughs) Well, that itself has its own challenges and realizations. Yeah. Did you feel the second time, though, you were more prepared to be on light duty and to be you know, down for the next nine, 10 months uh, of well, away from your squad and away from what you knew, did you notice that it was easier or harder for you for that second pregnancy? I feel like as far as being away from the squad part, it was just as hard as the first time because the, the problem, and I don't, I mean, I know departments are different or agencies are different, but the problem sometimes with light duty is I understand it's the need of the department. So for me, what I experienced, especially the first time around, which really pissed me off, was my schedule being changed. My schedule was changed several times during like shifts as well as yeah, like hours, days, you know, even working at different stations and stuff like that. And I'm like, why can't this just be a consistent thing, you know, Mm -hmm. or not understanding? You know, sometimes things can be inconsistent. So it's like, well. Why is it that this person's on light duty and they get to go help out in a special unit? You know, can I do that at least one day a week just to break up the monotony? Because, I mean, to be honest, I didn't apply to be a police officer to be stuck at a desk all day. (laughs) Take reports over the phone all day. I mean, you know, I was going to say, how early do they put you guys on light duty in your pregnancy? I mean, I, from what I've been told, it depends on you. Okay. Like you, you can go when you like, I mean, if you find out you're two days pregnant and you're like, I'm all set. Or, I mean, I know a woman who stayed on, um, on the road until she was like four months pregnant. Okay. And I asked her, I said, well, what made you come off? She said, I was crying in the locker room because I couldn't <laughs> button my pants <laughs> and get my gun belt on. And I was like, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and she still, it's not, it wasn't her decision. It was her body's decision. Yeah, her, like, her body said, girl, cannot. Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't We're know done. there was like a mandate. There used know. to be, I know years ago from stories of, you know, women, like you said, like those older, mm-hmm. more veteran. Um, but now it's pretty much as long as you can do the job and. The mm-hmm. minute you can't get through a window or you can't fight or something happens, they know you're pregnant, they will pull you, but they will use, you can't do the, you know, you didn't meet some expectation or you put somebody else in danger. So they might, if they pull you first, it's more punitive. It could feel punitive, but you'd have to do something. You'd have to show that you cannot perform right. the job. Otherwise, like she said, you some you people don't even say anything until they're four or five months. Yep. Especially if they're in detective world or, you know, somewhere where they're not in a uniform. Right. And even being in a special assignment, I mean, really... You can just stay. I mean, I know, I know. I did with two of mine. I just yeah. stayed in my. They were supervisors, yeah. and you're supervising. Like you're not actively taking calls, and right. you're reading the reports. Right. You're in the office some of the time anyway. So I mean, that worked for them. But if your boots on the ground, that's a different story. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> with my first, I think I, I waited a couple weeks before I even. Maybe I was like eight weeks or something like that. With my second. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, I put in my paperwork. And part of that was because, again, going back to the being little sistered, Mm -hmm. I think I was the only female on my shift at that time. I don't need them worrying about me when we're on a call. Like, if we're going through a door, that's where your eyes need to be. Going through the door, clearing, not worrying worrying about me or if somebody pushes me or something like that. And some of the guys that I worked with at the time, they had young families. But no, so, I mean, it's just... It's just a different realm being pregnant. And I just like for 
female officers to just be prepared for it because it is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it is different. And, you know, just even coming back to work is different. Join us for part two of Melissa's story, sharing how she found a new perspective after motherhood, transitioned back to work, and later experienced a life-changing career event that challenged everything. Thanks for riding along with us today. We hope our perspectives from the passenger seat helped you gain some insights to navigate the Leo lifestyle. For additional information and resources, visit us on Instagram at Ride Along Chronicles. Follow, like, and comment for more. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, leave a comment or send a confidential email. See you on the next ride.